My name is Sharon Whiteman. It's my great pleasure and privilege to host this call each and every Saturday morning with Gary Knapp, who you've just heard, and Diana Hunter. We love bringing this kind of education and support and inspiration and leadership to each and every Manitech and Associate, and I know we often get some of our global joining us as well. Many people have asked me to have one of the young South African leaders to come on our call. JP, we're so grateful that you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd also like to acknowledge each and every one of you for being here this morning. This call will be slightly different in that in the first part of the call, we're going to be focusing all about the information that's really important for brand new people in taking a look at our company. We're a great solution for people for mission, for health, for purpose, for career. And then in the second half, we'll be focusing on some leadership tips and questions. If you're brand new to Manitech and you're joining us right now for the first time, a big, huge welcome to you and you're in the right place at the right time. I know many of us, many of us have not had the opportunity to hear J.P. Koster before, so I'll just give you a little bit about his background. J.P. is a silver presidential from South Africa who started in Manitech at 22 years old. He was a student at the time looking for a way to earn income and a friend shared the opportunity with him. While incredibly skeptical at first, JP did some due diligence, realized that it was an incredible opportunity to start his own business on a part-time basis and create complete financial freedom. He knew in his heart that it just felt right. He knew from the start he had to work hard and also he had to be excited to be a huge success. In his first month, he earned more money than he did as an allowance from his parents and he decided that if he put slightly more time and effort, he could double that. After 10 short months and with the support of his upline leaders, he achieved the level of presidential director, which is a six-figure income. He's earning six figures yearly, and the best part was that it was residual. This meaning that his income would come in every month, whether he worked or not. He had achieved his dream of being financially independent at the age of 23. JP says he's been so incredibly blessed, free to do what he wants, when he wants. He's traveled more than 20 countries in the past five years from skiing in the Alps, sailing in the Mediterranean, and visiting the most beautiful islands in the world, including Har, Mauritius, Bahamas, and Hawaii. Actually, I think that's far. But what he loves most is making a difference. He says that I'm helping people to be healthy and also wealthy. I'm on a mission. I'm changing lives every day for those that see the opportunity and willing to give it their all. So, JP, thank you so much for being here. I know it's midnight, your time, your mouth, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sharon. It's great to be on the call. And just before I start, I just want to congratulate all of you for taking the time out on Saturday morning to be on the call. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a, obviously a massive privilege to be on the call. And I just want to thank Louie, Liani, Finn and Linda, who are obviously my platinum presidential upline for all their guidance and support over the last year. So thank you very much for having me. It's great to be on the call. And we're excited. We've got a great leadership and team and growing team in, in Manitech, Australasia. And it really does make a difference for people to share their story, successfully close as they. So let's go back to the beginning, JP. It's really important for people to hear. What was that like, that beginning of your partnership with Manitech? Sharon, as you mentioned earlier, I was studying, at the time I was studying at the University of Cape Town, and I got in, uh, invited to a presentation by one of my close friends, and I was dragged there to the presentation and of course as I said earlier I was a bit skeptical but I think for me what really intrigued me was there was a pharmacist at the meeting that spoke a little bit about the product and I think the product really intrigued me and I thought well maybe I definitely know other people that can benefit from the product as well but I must say what really excited me was the compensation plan because I saw this is a way that you can do something part-time 
and you can obviously go and earn a residual income. And I think for me, it didn't take me very long to decide to get involved. And I think that's sort of something that's very important that all, all of us have to realize. If you're finding people that are in the looking zone, it sort of doesn't really matter what you say to them. They're probably going to get involved. And I think for me, I was in the looking zone. I was actually looking for an opportunity. And I think there's this old saying in, in the industry that says you, you can't show the wrong plan to the right person, but you also can't show the right plan to the wrong person. I think sort of really epitomizes the industry we're involved in is that you have to share the message with large amounts of people because you're going to find some people already. And, and I think for me, it, uh, because my friends were involved, I decided to get involved as well. And from there, obviously, it, it, it's amazing. I always say in my presentation, it's amazing how a 30-minute presentation can change your life completely. And I think for all of us in Manitech that are sharing the message and sharing the opportunity with other people, we've got to realize that we can really influence and change so many people's lives if we are sharing with large amounts of people about what we really do. So it's been a, obviously been a, a very exciting journey over the last six years. So yes, that's sort of how I got started. And I think for me in the beginning, it was just sort of doing it part-time. Um, I can still specifically remember my goal was just to make a power bonus because obviously I just wanted to make back the money that I'd spent to get involved. What I did was the second person I registered into Manitech was my mother. And she obviously led me to large amounts of people that also needed the product. And I found quite a large amount of my business builders through my mom getting started. And that sort of ties into the message for tonight. I think for any young people, I think it's very important to try and see if you can't get your parents involved because, I mean, they've obviously sometimes got a lot more influence. That, for me, was a massive help because my mom really had really uh, great results in the products. And I think that's helped a lot with my belief in, in Manitech and the products that we have. Yeah, there's nothing better than having your best fan partnered with you, isn't there, JP? From a perspective of somebody today, let's put ourselves in the shoes of a young person. That's pretty relative. I had a pretty hilarious conversation with James Hannon this week about what constitutes young. It was only hilarious because in my mind, really, because looking at it from my age, it's a different age than possibly looking at it from James or your age. But let's see, people in the early decade or so of their career, when you're looking at Manitech, what stands out from a, an opportunity? What are the, the key pillars that you'd like to highlight, JP, of why someone should really trust and put their whole faith and trust in partnering with Manitech? I think for me, I mean, I've, had, I've been very, very blessed in South Africa. I mean, I've got a really large group of young executives. I mean, we've just got back from Mauritius exactly a week ago. We had a group of 45 of my leaders. We went to Mauritius for a week for the Manitech Incentive. And I must say, it was probably about 20, 25 of those people were all people under the age of 30. And I think it was never like that in the beginning, but I sort of think it sort of helps when you sort of create that culture. And I think for me, once you get a few strong leaders involved and they, they go through the ranks of, of becoming a regional, national, executive and presidential, it definitely does help a lot. And what really stands out about, about Manitech is that the most important thing for me is that if you look at Manitech as a whole, as a company, I was very skeptical about the industry because I've, I've never been introduced to network marketing before, but you're dealing with a company that's a public company. I mean, I've been in business for for two years, they get audited four times a year. You can buy shares in the company, so they're completely transparent. For me, something that's also really exciting, especially for a young person, is that only in 25 different markets now, we're going to be launching to Spain early next year. So you have the opportunity to build international business. We're not in any of the brick markets, which is obviously Brazil, Russia, India, and China. So there's a massive, massive opportunity for young people to get involved in something where they can really build something part-time while they're perhaps still studying or while they're actually working as well. And 
I think that's what's really exciting about it. I mean, if you just look at, um, at this whole health and wellness industry, which is being predicted to be the next trillion dollar industry, I mean, there's a massive, massive opportunity, especially if you combine that with network marketing. And I, and I read an interesting article in Goldman Sachs that a report in 2007 where they called it a perfect storm of opportunity with the whole wellness industry and network marketing colliding. It's, it's, it's really a massive, massive opportunity. And I think Another thing that's important is if you look at younger people, I'm not sure what it's like in Australasia, but in South Africa, many young people can't find jobs. And I think they're qualifying with, with degrees and things like that. So this is a great way for them to, while they're studying, or even perhaps if they finish their degree, to really build something that's really tangible and, and it's sort of that you can really make a great impact in people's lives with. So I think for me, that's really what makes Manetic. It separates us from, from all the other companies out there. And just as an opportunity on the whole, it's, it's something that's, where you can work really hard once and you can really enjoy the fruits of your labor if you do it properly thereafter. That's a really great point that you brought up, JP, because I know one of your, I don't know if I should say heroes, is Robert Kiyosaki, and he talks about the benefits of that, do the work once and the money continues to happen. So for people that that's a new concept for, what does that residual income component mean to you? For me, it's quite interesting. I spoke to a lady today, and I'm just about to walk onto the tennis court, and I think for me, she started laughing because she couldn't really believe that, oh, I can have this amazing lifestyle. I think for me, that's sort of what, what this residual income gives. It gives you freedom. And I think we sometimes have to be very careful, in, especially in, in network marketing uh, and with Manitech, is that very often we tell people, you know, it's residual income, but it's only really residual income when you've developed the leaders. That's, for me, something that's key. But it's been incredible. I mean, just to be able to, I mean, I was privileged to be in, um, in Europe. We did, I did six six markets there with, with Chris Simons in about June, July. And it was just incredible. You know, I went over there and when I got back my own and I hadn't been in the market for more than four, three, four weeks. And I think that's sort of the nice thing about this is that you uh, don't have to worry about money every month because you know that going to your success track, you can see what the automatic order volumes are for the month or the GPV is. And it's, it's just fantastic. But I must say, it only really becomes residual when you've developed leaders in your organization, people that want it more than you want it. I think that's something that's really, really important is to, uh, you've got to find people that really want this really badly and are willing to work really hard for it. From a residual income point of view, it's, it's, it's amazing. Just not to have to worry about money and, and not have to work for a boss. And I always say to my group, it's amazing in a, in a corporate environment. We always teach in South Africa, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure it's across the world, it's the same thing, but to share the business plan or share the product with 15 people per month, in Manitech, you become a superstar if you do that. Whereas in the corporate environment, if you only share with 15 people a month, you get fired. So for me, it's quite nice. In Manitech, I can just do my three or four business presentations on Monday, and I can take the rest of the week off if you think about it. And I think that's the great thing about this is because of this amazing system where you don't have to deliver products, you don't have to handle cash, the company does everything for you. All that you have to do is just open your mouth and share this with people. And of course, that's why I knew my, my mother would do so well in the business because she got, you get paid to talk. And she loves obviously talking to people and showing what the products have done for her. So I think that's something that's great about it as well. But residual income and freedom, I think for me it's more about the freedom. It's just freedom of choice and freedom of, of time. I think that's something that makes it incredibly special to be able to have time to do the things that, you, that really matter to you. And you mentioned, JP, that stability of residual income is based on the leadership growth in your organization. So again, for someone who is new to evaluating this information, it's also part of the blessing, isn't it? Because in the corporate world, you don't see people out there helping people be greater or be better or 
surpass them even. And that's completely different in this industry, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what we always have to bear in mind is that we are really leading a voluntary army. I mean, we don't pay people a salary for the work ethic that, that they have in the business. And I think for me, that's important why we as leaders have to inspire other people. We have to build people up and really sell them on, on the dream of why they should be doing this. Speaking about that earlier, you mentioned how um, in the corporate environment, you don't ro- normally have the people above you helping you. But for me, it's incredible because I got involved with Manatech and I think it took me, my friend that introduced me, it took me about a month to earn more than he, he did. After about three months, I was earning more than about 10 people above me and, and about four or five months after that, I was earning more than everyone all the way to, to Louis and Leone. They're probably 40, 50 levels above me in the structure. And I think... That's the incredible thing about the business is that, is that the person that works the hardest and, and, and develops the most volume is always going to make the most income. And I think that's what makes network marketing so exciting because you get to decide how big you want to build it. And if your dreams are bigger than the person that got you involved, I mean, you can build it much bigger and, and stronger than they can. And I think uh, that's just a testament to the industry and the way it's been designed. It's just incredible. Mm. And I know I've watched quite a few of your presentations and listened to a lot. And I'm a veteran with Manatech, and I love learning from new people, from everybody. And one of the things that really inspired me in listening to you is, is your comments that it's the network marketing profession levels the playing field, that it makes business available to everybody. What, what's your passion around that, JP? I think for me what makes it interesting and what makes it exciting is that it doesn't matter if you're from Yale or from Jail. You can get involved with Manatech and you can make a massive success. It's amazing. I mean, you find people that are school teachers or doctors, they're all in the same field. It doesn't matter who you are. And I think that for me is great about this because everyone starts at the bottom and you only get paid on the volume that you produce. So I think that's sort of what's great about network marketing. And, and you mentioned a word earlier, calling it a profession. And I think that's important because we do realize that if we're going to treat Manatech like a hobby, we're going to get a hobby income. And I think for me, we actually change our thoughts around that and seeing this as a big business because if you see this as a multi-million dollar company for yourself, it's very easy to go out there and go market this to other people and go and share the opportunity or the product with other people. So I think that's something that's very important is, is you have to become a professional at what you do. And I had a session with one of my leaders the other day and I said to him, it's amazing. If you look at going and studying a degree, like, I mean, I've just finished my degree now. It's amazing how hard you will work to get your degree. I mean, think about someone that becomes a doctor. I mean, it takes almost seven years, you get qualified and you still get your practicals and things like that. But people won't spend one day on learning how to make a name to this property. They won't spend one week learning how to contact and invite people properly or one week on how, how to show the plan properly or even a few days how to follow up and close properly. But yet, they want to earn the sort of income that a doctor can earn. But the best part about this, they want to make it residually, but they're not willing to put in the time and effort to become a professional at what they do. And I think that's sort of something that's really, really important is you have to become a professional what you do because you're only going to get paid on the value that you bring to the marketplace. And the great thing, again, about our profession, JP, is that unlike other areas of education or other businesses, our profession comes with free training so that as soon as they come in, your leaders will have you with an invested interest in in assisting them, taking every step with them in assisting them to their success in their goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's something that's really important is that when you're getting people started is that sometimes we spend so much time trying to register people or getting them on the product, but we never spend any time on actually developing those people and actually guiding those new leaders on how to build the business. So I think it is very important that when you're getting someone started is that you have to identify what do they actually want out of it. 
So I was sitting down with someone, I want to know how much money would you like to earn? Uh, when would you like to be a regional director? When would you like to be a national director? When would you like to be an executive director? And how much time are you willing to put into that? Because just like anything in life, you have to put time and effort into it. And if someone wants to earn a, a six-figure income, but they're only willing to put an hour a week into the business, it's not going to work. I think for us as leaders, it's really important to, when you're giving them the free training, or if you're spending time with your leaders, you've got to work with people that are putting up their hands. And I see it so often, even with, with people in my group, is that they spend time trying to work with people that aren't really that serious about it, people that are just trying it. And I think for us as leaders, especially if you're starting to get to national, executive, and presidential, you have to pick your champions. My father breeds racehorses, and it's amazing. I was speaking to him about this the other day. But if you've got 10 horses in the race, sometimes it's not going to help you wanting to win the race, but you haven't even got a horse in the race. So that's really important that you've got to realize that if you're looking at your leaders, you've got to look at the people that are actually doing what it takes to make it happen and then spending time with the people that are the most serious about going to the next level. I see that all the time. I mean, just people that you wanted more for them than they wanted for themselves. So really, when you're getting people started, really identify their goals and dreams and, about, and exactly what they want to achieve out of it, then it's much easier to guide them. Because the last thing you want to do is trying to push someone to build the business, but actually they don't really want to build the business. You have to figure out what people really want out of it. So that's sort of, for me, something that's really important is that you have to be very good at picking and identifying new leaders. And JP, the other amazing thing about our profession is that those leadership levels that you're referring to right now. So for people that are listening to this, that it's brand new concept for you, those leadership levels are all volume-based. Like any business, you need to have a lot of volume of you yeah. know, hamburgers or whatever. And the perfect thing is, is that it's the company up with targets to head for those leadership levels. And they're creating an asset. Now, I know you studied Robert Kiyosaki. How do you explain to people that even at regional director, 5, 10, 15,000 a year, that's an asset that you would need 10, probably 1 or 2 million in the bank at today's interest rates in order to achieve even those beginning levels of residual income. How important is that for people to under, really get a grasp of when they're evaluating our business? A lot of times you've got to relate it back to how much would you have to invest in the bank to earn what you earn at a regional director level. For instance, I mean, you were earning between $100 and $200 a month as a regional director residually every single month. I mean, how much would you have to invest in the bank or in an investment to earn that as an annuity-based income every single month? And it's actually a large amount of money. And I think for most people would realize it's much easier to rather just get a few people on the product and earn that sort of income than trying to save up that money on your own. Another thing that I sort of always bring into my presentations is that is to explain to people, let's assume that you invested $100 a month and you did that for 12 months of the year, for 10 years, you would have invested approximately $12,000 in an investment. I mean, what's the annuity you're going to get out of that is, is what you're going to earn as a regional director. So for me, would it not just be better to rather put $100 a month into your wellness, feel better, help save a child's life every month in the product, and rather just build the business instead of taking 10 years to get what you can earn as a regional director as an annuity-based income, rather just go past in presidential in 10 years and earn $30,000, $50,000 a month instead of earning $100 or $200 every single month as an annuity, putting $100 a month away into investment. So I hope that make, made sense, but I just think it's very important. You have to make people realize when you speak to them what the worth of this is, what the value is. You might see it just, I'm a regional director, but actually a regional director is, the most important pin that you can reach in the business because if you can go regional and you can help three or four other people do the same thing, you become a national. So the secret of our whole business is about developing regional directors because if you've got lots of regional directors being developed, it means you're going to have 
some people going over to national, some people are going to be going to over to executive. So we have to always realize that regional is important in the business. JP, from the perspective of evaluating our business, where do you see Manatech going in the next five years? What do you see? How are we positioned? I think Manatech is so undervalued as a company because if you look at the amount of the amount of patents we have as a company, I mean, we've now officially got over 98 patents on our technology. I mean, we've got 19 published clinical trials and peer-reviewed journals on our products. We've got this amazing, amazing product and we've got a life-changing product as well and an unbelievable compensation plan. So I don't even think Manatech is nearly where it really should be. I mean, I think when I was reading through an uh, article the other day, I think we're obviously one of the top 100 direct selling companies in the world. But if you look at some other companies, even some of the top 10 companies or top 20 companies, I mean, they haven't even nearly got a product like we have. And they haven't got the scientific validation like we do. But yet some of these companies are doing what the volume that we do in a, in a year. They're doing it in a week. So I think there's massive, massive opportunity out there, especially when we start going into markets like Brazil, Russia, India, China. Obviously, that's not going to happen in the next few years or so. If you look at this in the long run, I mean, always going to be a market for high-quality products, especially products like what we have with Ambertos and with youth and with some of our other technologies. There's always going to be a market for that. I think it's a very, very exciting time to be involved in, especially with Manatech. I think that, as the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all ships. So I think as we start developing new leaders and we've got getting more people on system and so forth and opening new markets. I mean, there's going to be a massive, massive opportunity for all of us on the school. It's not only go presidential, but every single person on the school should have the belief that they can actually become a platinum if they're willing to work hard on themselves, if they're willing to change, if they're willing to do the work that's going to require to, to reach that sort of that size business. And I think it's a very, very exciting time, Sharon. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, we all get to join you in that excitement, JP. And spoken quite a bit about the financial opportunities and the lifestyle, the freedom that you've been able to enjoy. What about the benefits in the growth, the, the person that you become in order to achieve those kind of goals? How has that benefited you? I think for me, I'm sort of very different today compared to what I was five years ago. And I think a massive part of that's got to do with spending time with Louis and Leone. I mean, they met me when I was 22 years old. And at 22, a year later, I was presidential director and I think they sort of had a massive influence on my growth. I was never a very avid reader but uh, Leonie obviously is, loves reading and she loves books and she sort of got me into reading and now I have a massive passion for reading and listening to audios and CDs and things like that. It's, I remember one of the leaders in our company said you know for things to change you've got to change and I think for me, I realized that if, if I wanted to become a presidential I'm going to have to, um, as Robert Kiyosaki says, you first be, do, have, you know, um, and I think for me, you first have to be it and then you, you'll do the things you need to do and then you'll have the things you want to have. So I think for all the those on the call this morning, I think if you if you have a burning desire to become a presidential director, do the things that you would expect yourself to do when you're a presidential director. So treat it as if you're a presidential director already. I mean, if you want to become a platinum, run your business as if you're a platinum already and, and have that sort of attitude about it. So. I think for all of us in this call, we all have to change and we all have to hone ourselves on a daily basis to become better leaders, to inspire our teams, to, to and actually to go out there and get our hands dirty. It's very easy sometimes for leaders to go into a management mode where they're just managing their, their teams, they're managing their leaders. I think for me, I always want to be out in the field. I always want to be setting an example to my team because whatever I do, I mean, they're going to follow what I do. And there's nothing more exciting when I get to a presentation and I've got my own new team there and, and, and my leaders see me moving on with or without them. And I think 
for you to do that, you, you have to change. You have to constantly work on yourself because this business is all about being able to master your emotions. And I think that's one of the key things. I think that's why you get paid so much because you need to master your emotions, which is not always uh, easy, especially in this business because there can be disappointments. So that's why sharing the books and the CDs and the functions are so important because that's going to protect your space when you're going out there and you're, getting, you're having people that are quitting the business or not being teachable or, or the disappointments you have or all those sorts of things. I mean, that's why it's important for you to change and stay close to your upline and make sure that you're completely plugged and connected um, into the system. And JP, another thing that you've mentioned to me is the importance of the mission aspect of, of the Making a Difference, the M5M program. How does that fill your heart? Actually, to be honest with you, when I got involved in Manatech, I didn't even know about the, the social entrepreneurship side about it. So for me, it was sort of just an awesome part, an add-on to Manatech. You know, when I first heard about you know, the Gift for Real program, of course, today it's called Mission 5 Million, where we're linking up uh, consumers with uh, malnourished children. But I think for me, it's, it's awesome. And I think so many people out there are joining Manatech because of our mission and because of what we do, because we make the world a better place. I specifically have, have, have many leaders that just got involved in this because of Mission 5 Million. But I think it's very important for all of us to realize that is that when we're speaking to other people, we have to find out what their needs are and what their why is. And sometimes, especially in, in, in Manitech, because there's so many amazing avenues and, and parts to Manitech, we can sometimes sort of get so excited about, what, what, about why we're doing it is that we sometimes forget why other people would like to do it. But the mission part is fantastic. I mean, we've got about 12,000 kids that are on these products every single day in South Africa, and it's, it's great to be able to make a contribution on a daily basis just by you sharing this with other people. And I think for me, when I'm sharing this with other people, I mean, most people are taking a multivitamin mineral or perhaps taking other products. And then the nice thing about this is you can say to people, you know, you, if you use Manatex products, you're using a, a much better quality product. It's, it's real food technology solution. And the best part about, it, about this is you can also get to make it difference in a child's life every single day just by you switching your product. And I think we should never underestimate the social entrepreneurship part of Manitech because a lot of people want to give back to the communities. And the best part about this is you, you get to do it automatically just by taking the product yourself. For you to be healthier, you can make a massive, massive contribution in someone else's life as well. So it's just a testament to the heart of the company. I mean, I'm excited that we've got a social entrepreneurship program. I think it's, it makes it so much easier to share with other people. 12,000 in South Africa. I think we're at 250,000 children globally that that program is impacting, which is an amazing thing to be a part of. So, JP, from a Manitech really focusing now to be speaking to the Manitech leaders on the call, the people already partnered with Manitech, a lot of their questions that come into me are, what do you recommend in getting new people started? I know you've spoken about being an achiever and showing the plan and the products 15 times a month, and you've done a brilliant job of sharing that with us. For those listening today, if you're new, there's a video on YouTube, and you can just model what JP does. It's very clear. Do some practice. But from a perspective of getting new leaders started in your organization, what do you recommend for people listening today as some of the key points to assist them successfully in getting started? That's a great question, and I think I can only take you back to my opinion about this and my practical experience is that I spoke to so many people on my team in other organizations as well. And it always amazes me that, that all of us sponsor the most people when we know the least, or we enroll the most people when we know the least about the products and about the compensation plans. Because, and it only boils down to one thing, and that's because of your excitement. And I think 
for a brand new person, it's really important that they're excited, just to be excited. And I think sometimes you don't want to try and hone people too much in the beginning. You sort of just want to guide them. But um, I sat down with my upline, one of my uplines actually about two days ago, and we sat down and we sort of really um, spoke for about an hour or two about what does a new person need to do? And I think for me, the first thing that's important is that, as I mentioned earlier in the call, they've got to know why they're doing this. They've got to know what's their goal, what's their dream, where do they want to get to, and, and, and how long have we got? And that's obviously the most important thing. You've got to determine, is this person a business builder, or are they, do they just want to get their products for free, or is a product user? So I think once you determine that, if they're saying to you, listen, I want to build the business, I want to become a presidential director or executive director or national or whatever level they would like to achieve, I think the most important thing is, is that you don't want to confuse people with giving them too much information in the beginning. So what I always like to do with a brand new person is ideally what you want to do is you want to sit down with that person, you want to speak to them about the four basics. And of course, the four basic things that everyone needs to learn how to do is obviously how to make a names list. They've got to realize that they're going to have to speak to large amounts of people. And that might be people that can benefit from the product. It might be people that can benefit from looking for the opportunity, whatever it may be. Obviously, start off with the names list. And then you want to obviously contact and invite people. And you as the upline can teach your new associate how to contact and invite. And, of course, how to share the product or show the plan and, and so forth. That's obviously the third step. And then the fourth step is just to follow up and enroll the, the brand new um, associate. So I think that's sort of the first part about it. But then... What we also like to do is, 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 is to actually give someone a, list, a A4 piece of paper where it'll actually have the four base on the, on the left-hand side of the, of the A4 paper. And then the right-hand side, you'll actually have a circle and you sort of will, will, will show them exactly how their structure is going to look. So you'll have see the first circle, which will obviously be them. And then you'll automatically already have 10 circles on, on, on the one side and on the other side, you'll have five circles. And why do, we, why we do it like that is because that is what you need to do to become a regional director. So on the... On the left-hand side of the 10 circles, you'll write down the 975 PV or GPV, and on the right-hand side, you'll write down 525 PV. So all that they've got to be thinking about is, okay, all that I need to do is I need to put names in these circles. And, of course, the U.S. upline leader will help them with that and, and, and teach them how to do that. And their goal is, in the beginning, in the first one to three months, is just to become a regional director, and then they're right on track. And, of course, if they... Um, become regional directors, I mean, that's obviously the first step. But then the second step is going to be for them to pick their people that want to go regional directors and help them duplicate exactly the same thing. I hope that makes a little bit of sense but on, on the structure. But, but, but all that I'm trying to say is it's, you don't have to do it in circles, but you could just write down 15 names and say, say to that person, listen here, and just 15 points and just say, listen here, who are the people that you know that are going to fill those 15 spots? that you've written down there. And then, and then sort of it gets people thinking, okay, well, I've got this lady that can build from the product. I've got this friend that might want to start the business. So then people automatically start thinking, actually, it's not that difficult to do. The other thing uh, that's important about that is, is that for me, I want to let people know that they're going to have to share this with at least three, four times a week, the product or the opportunity with other people. That's the first step. The, the second thing that's important is to get them on a webinar like you're having right, right now. That's always a good thing to get them plugged in. Third thing that's important is that we've got, in South Africa, we've got what we call a Thomas program, which is basically just a tool, a tools of the month where it's a book and four CDs, because you obviously have to, to grow and develop your people. And then the fourth that's important is, is, is to get them plugged in, into the meetings so they understand exactly how it works, what's important is for them to get to the meetings. And they see a lot of other people that are building the business as well. And maybe they hear a few testimonials of people that have had good results in the product. 
that of course helps a lot to get them to mentor into the culture of uh, of Manatech. Wow. Again, when you've got your brand new leader started and they're excited about their vision and their goals and partnering with Manatech, what do you teach them when they're reaching out to that list? What's the simple tips that you teach them for how to communicate that? I think for me it's very important. I don't really like using scripts because you could give your new associate a guideline, but I think sometimes when people use scripts, it doesn't sound real and it doesn't sound authentic. So I think you just want to give people a guideline about what to say. But I think for me, what what you might say to someone, I mean, I always sort of change all the time. It depends on who I'm speaking to. But I might say to someone, you know, I'm not sure what you know about Manatech, but it's really important we get together because if I don't speak to you about this, someone else is definitely going to share this with you in the next three to four months because this company is absolutely exploding. Uh, we should be best Tuesday or Wednesday. Hmm. So you know, being authentic and thinking about what their needs might be. Like it, really, if someone lets their fears yes. get in the way, it, it's thinking about them and not about the, you know, the amazing opportunity that this person could experience in partnering with them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what people have to remember when they're contacting and inviting someone, they're not contacting and inviting them to explain to them exactly how the compensation plan works or how the product works on the phone. I mean, I always want to try and see people in person if possible. So I think what you want to do is you want to sit, you, you're just setting up a meeting to see someone and say, listen, I've got involved in a new company. It's really exciting. I'd love to share with you. I'd love to get your opinion on it. If it's for you, great. If it's not, it's not a big deal. I think you want to use what, what they call in, in sales, they call a soft sell. That's sort of what I like. I don't want to be pushy. All that I want to do is just sit down with someone, explain to them what I do. If it's for him, fantastic. If it's not, it's not a big deal. But at least I want to get the message across is that I just want to share this with him because if I don't share this with him, someone else is definitely going to share this with him in the next year or two. If he's going to decide to get involved, you might as well just get involved with me because uh, then at least we can work together. Absolutely. And it's fun to be in business with people that you care about, isn't it? People I didn't know before I met them through Manitech. You build such great friendships and connections. I mean, I've met some of my best friends in Manitech because, I mean, you know, people in Manitech, we have some of the most amazing people in Manitech because it's people that really have a big heart and it's people that really want to make a difference in the world. We need more people to, you know, to share the mission with other people and travel the world with us and, and share with people what, about what we do. And I think... For me, um, just on the contact and inviting part about it, it's just, just to be real, be authentic, be yourself, and remember that you've got to realize that you're sitting with something very, very special in your hand. All that you're doing is just sharing it with someone, and if it's for them, great. If it's not, it's not a big deal. And I think I always like to use the analogy about, I'm sure there's some of the leaders in the call that have been to Hawaii before, but, I mean, if you fly to Hawaii from South Africa, it's, it's basically... You can't fly any further. If you, if you fly any further, you're coming back home because it's exactly the opposite point on the earth to compare to where South Africa is. But basically, it's a long, long flight. And basically, just to explain an analogy to you, is that on that flight, you, they, there'll always be an AI space will come down the aisle and she'll say, coffee, tea, coffee, tea. And people, some people will say coffee, some people will say tea, some people will say, no, they're, they're okay for now. And I think back, that's so similar to what our business is, except we asking people, listen, would you like to be healthy? Would you like to be wealthy? Would you like to make a difference in the world? And the key thing about this is, is that when you think about the air space is that when someone says no, they don't want any coffee or tea, she doesn't get emotional about it and start crying about have a bad day because someone said no to what she was offering people. And I think that's sort of how we have to see ourselves when we are offering manatech to other people. All you're doing is just you're doing the same thing that the air space is doing. Is you're just asking people to have a look at it. If it's for them, great. If it's not, it's not a big deal. You move on to the next person. I mean, there's 7 billion people. Obviously, you have to always do it in a, very, in a kind way and always be kind with people and always leave an open door with them. But 
really that's how I see it is that um, if it's for them great if it's no it's not not never it's just not now and I think that's exactly how I see it is that you just want to share it with integrity and you want to share it because you really genuinely care about other people and you want to help them if you make some of the steps when you're getting started and being really warm and welcoming and inviting and professional at the same time, if it's not right timing or, the, as you've said at the beginning, they're not in what we call the looking zone, then if you've been professional in that first step, it doesn't close the door for the future, does it? They'll, they may think of you at the first step when some new level of education or new need on their part might come into play. The top builder in my organization is actually a silver presidential as well. It took me three years to get him involved in Manatech. I contacted him. I went to go and see him. I'd always wait for him at the presentation. He never showed up. I still got messages where he, I mean, it was so interesting. We were on an intensive trip and I showed him a message on Facebook where I'd written him a message after I'd met with him and he didn't even write back. And it's all just because the timing wasn't right. But then, of course, when the timing was right, because I kept a good relationship with him and I kept, I always kept the open door. Then of course, when he was open to the opportunity, uh, he got involved in Manatech and he's one of the, the strongest bulls that I have in my organization currently. And that just shows you that when you share with people the timing's not right with them, don't cut them out of your life. Don't get upset about it because you never know when the, when the timing might be better and they might build the business. Because if you upset people because they're not going to get involved in your business, they'll never get involved, even if they want to. They just won't get involved. It's always, always very important to always do it with integrity and always keep an open door with people because you never know when they, when they actually might get involved. I mean, I can tell you so many stories of people that I'd spoken to four, five, six years ago that are get, only getting involved with Manatech now, but because I've kept a relationship with them. What do you do with that? Do you just regularly keep in touch with them? Or do they, I imagine it's different, but do they see you having, you know, I don't know how many trips a year you have, but it sounds like a lot. I guess it would depend on what attracted them. What would you recommend for keeping in touch with people when it's the first time it hasn't been quite right? Well, I'll give you a practical example. I met someone, uh, they were actually involved in another network marketing company, but I met, I was having dinner probably about a month ago. And we started chatting and I told him a little bit of what we did. And I actually contacted him on Monday. She's trying to set up an appointment. She said, I'm really busy at the moment. The timing's not good. So all that I'm going to say to him, so when I replied to him, all that I said is, listen, would it be okay with you if I contact, contacted you in the new year? And of course, that's two months away. So he said, absolutely, absolutely no problem. And I think that's sort of what you want to do with people is that if you are sharing it with them and they're not getting involved right now, um, ask them, listen, would it be okay with you if I contacted you in a year's time? Just let you know where we are, what's happening with the company. Uh, and 99% of people are going to say to you, man, no problem, we'll contact you because most of them are going to think you're not going to be involved in any way anymore. Because I think it's probably just a phase that you're going through. So that's sort of something that can really help a lot is that comes another point I, I, I want to share tonight is that you design, design your life by the way you design your diary. So make sure that, that every single day that you, um, and I'm fanatical about my diary, so I know exactly who I need to call, when I need to call them. So all you can do is when you're doing that, and for instance, the, the prospect I've just shared with you about now, I mean, I already have it in my diary for 2015. I need to call them when we get back, to, back from Hawaii on the 11th of January. So I really know who I need to call on the 11th of January. So I think for all the listeners on the call, it's so important just become professional at just being organized, being diligent with designing your calendar exactly when you're going to do what. I said to one of the leaders on, on Saturday, I said to you, you know, it's amazing. You know, every single day, all that we need to do is you just have to become very good at making decisions. Every single morning when you get up, you have to make a decision. I'm, what am I going to have for breakfast? What's the decision you're going to make? Am I going to make this prospecting call? Am I going to speak to the lady that actually needs the product, but I feel like I don't want to speak to her about it because I'm scared of what she's going to think about me. So I think 
you just have to become very good at making decisions. And I think if you can do that, you can build a really, really successful for business and you can really go free. So I think it's all about just being organized and obviously knowing why you do it, but just become very good at, at managing your time. Because as I said earlier, that you design your life by designing your, your calendar. Excellent. And JP, this whole call has been full of your top tips for success, but that was one of the things I really wanted to cover. Is there anything right now that I haven't covered that you'd like to recommend for people in being successful with their Manitech goals? No, Sharon, I think you've sort of covered almost everything. I think for me, I think it's just important for all, all the listeners on the call not to be so hard on yourself and to be able to forgive yourself because I think so often – you know, a lot of people in, in Manitech, we're so busy with other things and we can sometimes be very hard on ourselves that we feel, oh, I didn't do that plan, I didn't do this. I think it's just important when you set your goals, set your goals, even if they um, are, you know, as we always teach, show 15 to 20 plans a month. But even if you're just doing one plan a week and you're doing four plans a, a month, that's much better than you not doing anything at all. So I think start your goals small and you can always build them up, but find something that you can do consistently because I think, Consistency is the key in this business. You, you don't want to work really hard one month and take a month off. Work really hard one month, take a month off. And I think for me, I've always said to all the leaders in my group, I've always said to Mitsunia, I spoke to, my, to one of the leaders in the organization, and he said to me when I just got involved, I said, is there any tip you can give me? He said to me, Mitsunia, if you'll share this business with a thousand people, you'll never have to work another day in your life. And I thought, wow, a thousand people, that's a lot of people. And I went to draw the numbers and I realized, well, Actually, all that that really is is me doing four plans a week for the next five years, which is really not very difficult to do. I can definitely easily have coffee with four people a week and talk to them about what I do. And, of course, what do all the listeners have to bear in mind. I'm not speaking about Facebooking a 1,000 people or emailing a 1,000 people or spamming a 1,000 people. I'm saying physically contacting someone, sitting down with them, talking to them, sharing to them, uh, to them about what we do. If you can do that with a 1,000 people um, – over the next five years, I promise you, you'll become a platinum. I mean, it's, there's no two ways about it. If you do that and you work on yourself, in the world's your oyster. And um, that was the one thing. And the other thing also is that I also made a decision. I, I, I'd rather have a thousand no's than one person tell me, yes, I told you so. And the reason why I say that is because I never wanted someone to say to me, oh, yeah, I told you not to get involved in Manitech. I told you that wouldn't work. Because when I first signed up as Manitech, two of my best friends said to me, oh, no, it's a scam. You can lose all your money. Uh, have you seen all the negativity on the internet? You know, all these negative things. But for me, so I made a decision that, is that I knew the people that got me involved. I trusted Louis and Leone. So I thought, well, I, you know, I'm rather going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it my all. And it's amazing, you know, because five, six years later, I'm so glad about the decision I made to pursue this. So um, make sure that, that if you are serious about this, make sure that no one will ever say to you, oh, how's that Manitech thing going? And you're going to say, oh, no, I'm not involved actually anymore. I, I gave up. So make sure you're going to be here five years from today because quite honestly, um, Sharon, so often us as leaders, we completely overestimate where we can be in one year, but we completely underestimate where we can be in five years. And I, I want to tell everyone in the call, yeah, I mean, your, your next five years can be very, very different to the last five years. If you, you just do what it takes and it's not that hard. If, if you know why you're doing it, I mean, you'll, you'll find a way to do it. So if there's a world, there's a way. But I hope that sort of covers, makes sense to everyone. Does is, is that make sense, Sharon? Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think that's uh, it's priceless, that advice, to be frank. I know you've been very heartfelt, JP. Is there anything in your heart that you'd like to leave people with today? Thanks, Sharon. I, I appreciate that. Um, I think, just as I said earlier, is that 
we have to realize that what we do is that every single day, you never know when you're picking up the phone and you're phoning someone that you don't know if, they, if, if they're just waiting for someone, if they've been praying about an opportunity or if they've been hoping for solutions or whatever it may be. So I think just to do it afraid, even for me still sometimes, I, I don't enjoy always making the phone calls or having to contact and invite people. But I think you do those things because you know why you're doing it and you know that on the other side there might be someone there that's looking for an opportunity that's really needing solutions in their life. And I think... For me, I think that's what's important is that, is that you need to know why you're doing it and you've got to realize that actually sometimes it's selfish of you not to share this with some, someone else because it might change their life completely. They might be like me, you know, not really knowing what, what I want to do with my life. And someone's had the courage to share the opportunity with me and, and now five, six years later, it changed my life completely because every single listener on the call today, you've got to realize that you were once on someone's land list. Someone once was a little bit afraid to contact you about this because maybe you'd say no, maybe you wouldn't get involved. And I think we got out on this call today that there's so many more people out there that are just waiting for someone to share, with, share an opportunity with them. But more importantly is that we all shared with people, to people with integrity and with character because that's really what's going to draw people to this is that, is that at the end of the day, you know, you, you're really selling yourself. If you make people feel good about, about themselves and you, and you leave them better than what you find them, you know, you're going to really have a lot more success in the business completely just trying to run over people. I think for me, the relationships are always the most important thing. I think that's sort of all that I want to leave with the listeners today is just, just to have courage and, and do it afraid and, and let's, make, let's make 2015 the best year yet. You know, we've got two BPs left of the, of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to leave you with that. And also just to say thanks a lot, Sharon, for having me on the call. As I can come to Australia next year. So I've never actually been there before, so it'll be great to to come to Australia next year sometime. Um, actually, one of my leaders, my group, Gary, was Gary from Archef, and he was actually at um, at your Acon event a few months months ago. But um, but yeah, just that you guys are all in very very good hands. Um, I've met quite a few of the leaders in Australia, and I'm excited that you guys are also hungry to learn, and um, and that inspires me. So thank you. Thank you so much, JP. Uh, yeah, we enjoyed having Gary and Vincent here, and we'll look forward to welcoming you next year. JP, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thanks.